Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you know and love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's episode, we'll be answering the age-old question, or probably much my age-old question. Do you actually have to be a fashion designer to start your own fashion brand? Well, guys, I'll let you in to a little secret. Imagine this. Imagine putting in five years of your life, day and night, toiling and toiling, to create and to chase a profession in architecture. Ultimately putting all your eggs in that one basket only to realize that that's not what you wanted to do. Well, in 2015, that's exactly the position I find myself in as a senior studying architecture at the University of Southern California. And I realized I was more interested in fashion. And the challenge was this, I'm 22 and I have no experience in fashion, but this is something I feel so passionately about. And I set about my journey and six years later, I can confidently say that, yes, I am still on my journey, but I've learned a ton. So do you have to be a fashion designer to start your own fashion brand? No, not a chance in hell, but there are some key things that you need to learn. And if you're interested in knowing what these areas are that you need to improve yourself in, in order to give yourself the best possible chance while well, you're in luck, this feedback is going to go through step-by-step step in terms of the areas that I definitely recommend you start today. Consider all of the points I'm about to mention as sort of starting points for you to start your journey. These are areas that I definitely think beginners should punch up their skill sets in in order to give themselves the best possible chance at understanding the fashion business and excelling in it. The first core area is going to be in product design, development, and production. And there are a ton of skill sets and I could do a three hour long webinar in terms of what are those skill sets. And I might do that in the future, but in short, you need to understand the process of designing a product. Understand the needs of your customer and ultimately look at your niche. Go through the process from A to Z, from the initial concept to the sketch, to creating a prototype, what I consider a 3D prototype, all the way down to a final tech pack. This is our product design. Then when it comes to development, you need to understand how to communicate effectively with manufacturers, right? You're going to go back and forth and having a good level of communication where you understand what they're saying, you understand some of the technical terminologies, MOQ, GSM, so on and so forth. And again, we've done a separate video in the past where I've gone through glossary terms you need to know today. But know that development is core. And then finally, when it comes to production, right? Know what to expect going to your first production cycle. Again, I've done another video in the past and I'll stop mentioning this moving forward. Assume that every single topic I'm mentioning today, I've done a separate video in the past, so just check it out on our channel. But you need to know those core areas. Production is key. Know how to create your purchase order, right? When you're about to go into a client or a production process with a factory, know how to receive a commercial invoice, know how to look at a packing list, understand the different terminologies between a prototype sample, a pre-production sample, so on and so forth. There's a ton of stuff you need to know and Fit Design TV is the channel for you if you're interested in knowing more. But you also need to understand core terminologies when it comes to product design. Grading, how do you go between sizes, right? Let's just say you're using a size medium as a fit reference for your design. How do you grade it to a size large? Yes, a factory can help you with that, but 
having an understanding of different grading terminologies it is going to be key and it's going to give you more flexibility to create the products you want. And then lastly, you need to understand fits. What creates an athletic fit? What creates a oversized fit? How do you manipulate the measurements in order to be able to achieve the fits you want? The first place that I'd recommend starting is look at your own closet. Take out a ton of different clothes. Maybe you have a shirt that's more fitted. Measure out the chest, measure out the waist. Start looking at the measurements. Also, know how to use a tailored tape, whether you're measuring in metric or in imperial. I would recommend both or having an understanding of both. Most people look at metric as the be all end all, but they'll ignore imperial, right? They don't understand how to read inches and they don't understand how to read those measurements. Well, again, check our channel. You'll see a in-depth tutorial on how to read a tailored tape, both in a metric and imperial sense. Point number two is you have to have some basic textile knowledge. Know how to specify a specific composition. Every single fabric you see on the market is listed in a specific way. You'll see X percent fiber, Y percent fiber, weight, construction technique, finishes. For example, if I want to specify a dry fit t-shirt, using the term dry fit, well, that's wrong. Dry fit is a marketing terminology coined by Nike, but if I wanted to be more specific about this t-shirt and I wanted to give more information, I would say this is a 90% polyester, so that's fiber one, 10% spandex, that's fiber two, and understanding what the polyester is doing and what the spandex is doing is going to be key. Then I mentioned, what is the weight? Well, I know it's going to be around 180 GSM grams per square meter. This gives me understanding of the weight and the thickness of the fabric. Then I'll move on to the construction technique. Well, what are the different construction techniques? We know that we have two core families. We have woven fabrics and knitted fabrics. For sportswear, we're going to get a mix of both, but in this case, I'm going to be going for a single jersey construction. And then lastly, what are some special finishes I have on this? Well, I'm trying to create something that's water repellent, right? I'm going to be sweating in it, so I might want to add a water repellent finish on there, or at least a water resistant finish. And I might also want to add a little bit of a brushed finish to just accentuate the hand feel of this garment. So having an understanding of the functional finishes, the different actual knits and weaves you can use, whether it's a plain weave or a basket weave, all these things are going to have an impact on the final garment. Lastly, and most importantly, understand that not all fabrics are created equal. Just because you have a polyester spandex from one factory doesn't mean that it's going to match the quality of a polyester spandex from another factory. Understanding the pros and cons of different fibers is going to give you the knowledge that you need to make the decisions. Let's just say you want to pick between nylon and polyester. Understanding the differences between both is going to allow you to say, okay, for this garment, nylon is going to be the better option. For this garment, polyester is going to be the better option. The next major area that I implore you guys to learn more about is branding. Branding is such an intangible term because what truly is branding? Well, I believe branding can be summed down to one core aspect. It's consistency in the visual representation of your brand, right? The way that your brand is looked at and the way that it's perceived. This always starts off with understanding your core brand elements. The first one is going to be your brand icon. Second one is going to be your word mark. Those are the king of the hill when it comes to your branding. Then you need to look at your visual identity. So what's your photography like? How are you consistently representing yourself across social media platforms? What's the color palette that you're using? Are you using an aggressive color palette, a dynamic color palette, a monochromatic color palette? All these things are going to have such a strong impact in terms of how you maintain visual cohesion across your brand. 
Also, look at your packaging elements. One of the core areas to push your brand forward, whether you're a fashion designer or a graphic designer, is in your packaging elements. Knowing how to use those to your advantage to push your brand depth. Using a hang tag to give a little bit more of a backstory on your brand. Using a skew to give more information about your product, the price, the sizing. Using a nice thank you card in your product sleeve to thank your customers and create a stronger connection. All that is going to play into the way your brand is perceived and ultimately it's going to strengthen your branding. Your branding is not just your logo. Your branding is not just your wordmark. Your branding is much, much more than that. It's the story you tell visually and how you maintain consistency across that brand long-term. The fourth major point on this list is going to be your marketing. Yes, so far I've described so many things that are outside of fashion, but truly to be a fashion designer, you need to have this business-oriented mindset. You need to have this holistic mindset that's going to allow you to create a brand that excels and marketing is going to be key. You haven't done all this work and designed these beautiful products only to have them sit on the shelves, right? You wanna sell them, you wanna spread these products out to your loyal customers. Marketing is going to be key. It's gonna serve three core functions and understanding the functions that it serves is so important. Number one, it should introduce, right? You should get in front of your customers. You should know where they're looking at and where they're actually living in terms of their social platforms and get in front of their eyes. Then you should educate them on what your brand is about. And ultimately, third, you should actually direct them to where they need to make the purchase. Also, when it comes to marketing, you need to be focused and direct. Understand your customer avatar. Knowing who your customer avatar is gives you the strength and the confidence that you need to actually deliver on that customer avatar. Let's just say you're creating a brand and it's very, very much focused on sustainable activewear. Your sustainable activewear approach is not going to appeal to the hardcore gym goers, right? Your sustainable activewear approach needs to be targeted towards a specific community that has that interest in mind. And you'll only know this by creating a strong profile of your customers, knowing who they are, where they live, how much money they make, what are they interested in, what are some of their needs, what are some of their wants, what is a pain point that they're facing in the market. All of this comes with market research, comes with actually doing the effort and putting in the time to actually learn about your customer and research what their needs and wants are. Lastly, it's about launching your marketing campaigns. Knowing what tools are available to you. Are you going to be going through Facebook, TikTok, Instagram? What types of ads are going to be running? Are they going to be more, let's just say, visual? Are they going to be more informative? Are they going to be more copy focused? At the end of the day, you want to evoke an emotion in your customers. And you only evoke emotions when you understand how your customer thinks and you only understand your customer and how they think when you know your customer inside out. Lastly is going to be email marketing, right? This is going to be so important because we sort of understate the importance of email marketing. We don't look at it as a, as a tool that we can actually use, but think about it this way. Everyone has access to their emails. Launching a strong email marketing campaign is going to give you a leg up on the competition where most people are focused on traditional digital marketing methods. They're just running ads aimlessly without any rhyme or reason. If you have a strong email marketing campaign where you're actually putting things out of value, you're not only focusing on selling, but also growing your brand and telling more of your story and giving customers a little bit of value upfront without asking for anything in return. So if you're a fitness focused brand, giving tips, tricks, allowing customers to come and go as they please and just focusing on enhancing their quality of life and using your products as a, let's just say, a nice background to that experience that you're sharing with them. 
This is how you make your sales and this is how you actually deploy effective email marketing strategies. When it comes to email marketing as well, most people drop the ball on their return on investment or their ROI. They're launching these campaigns, again, with no rhyme or reason, without understanding what is it costing me to acquire a customer? How much is this customer purchasing? What's the basket size of this customer? How much are they, how much are they actually purchasing? And ultimately, is this campaign effective? Let's just say you're spending $90 to acquire a customer, but your customer is spending $100, but your cost to actually acquire that customer is not $10. On the contrary, you have to also look at your cost of goods sold. What is it costing you to actually make these items and bring them into your warehouse or into your factory, or wherever it is that you're selling from? Having a holistic understanding of what your costs are and how much it's costing you to actually acquire that sale is going to be key. Most people drop the ball on that. They don't do any sort of analysis and they really don't look at the numbers. Also, look at your funnel systems. How are you projecting or how are you guiding customers through this process? Is it effective? Are you getting them on your website, but then they're dropping off? Are they not actually going through with the purchase? Are they having, or are there too many abandoned baskets? All this can do with how you're actually implementing your website strategy. Is your website organized? Are your items clear? Is it clear how long it's going to take to ship? What are the return policies? So on and so forth. There's so much that goes into it. And then lastly, it's going to be your actual, let's just say your copy. When you speak to your customer, are you speaking in a way that they can understand, in a way that relates to them? Do you really understand what your customer's pain points are? This comes back to the niche that you're in and the customer avatar that you're targeting. Next up, we have our customer relations. And this comes down to how you're actually cultivating and building a relationship with your customer. Yes, this can be done very well with your marketing, but after you've actually made the sale, what do your after sales services look like? Are you taking care of your customer? Are you allowing them to follow up with you if they have any issues, right? The last thing you wanna do is put in all the time and effort to create a beautiful product, to sell the product, to launch an effective marketing campaign, but then your quality control or even your customer service is not there and not available to help your customers. You're shipping out in an untimely manner, or if your customers have an issue with sizing or a defective product, you're unable to get back to them in a, in a time frame that makes sense. All of this is going to really and drastically ruin your competition or it's going to up your competition and it's going to ruin your own reputation. Make sure that you have the effective customer service plan in, in place, whether you need to hire someone or you need to dedicate some of your own time to actually follow up with your customers, to resolve issues and to offer viable solutions moving forward. Don't take this for granted. This can actually catch you by complete surprise. You can grow a business and find yourself completely swamped in customer reviews and customer um, testimonials that are working against you. You don't want to get to that position. You haven't worked this hard only to drop the ball at the last moment. Last but not least on the list is going to be fashion forecasting. As we all know, fashion is an intensively trend-based business and having an ear to the ground, whether it's monitoring social media platforms, seeing what other brands are doing and seeing the world in general in terms of where it's heading, understanding global macro issues, societal issues, being conscious of where your brand fits in to this crazy world that we live in and what voice you have to play is so, so crucial. Take the time to research, look at some fashion forecasting websites, be able to network with other business owners, take the time to carve out a niche for yourself that is also sensitive and conscious of the world that we find ourselves in. Well guys, that is it. That is a wrap on this insanely packed episode of Fitbite. To recap quickly, 
we looked at the areas that I definitely recommend that you improve in today and you start building up your knowledge base in today to become the fashion designer that you love to be. Number one was product design, development, and production. Make sure that you're understanding the technical aspects of designing and making product. Two, know what the basics of textile knowledge are. Understand fibers, construction techniques, weights, finishes, know how to create beautiful products with beautiful fabrics. Three, understand branding. Look at maintaining cohesion in your visual identity. Use packaging elements to your advantage. Have a visual representation through your brand icon and your wordmark that matches the aesthetic and the story that you're trying to tell. Four is going to be your actual marketing techniques. Having a niche that you're focused on, having a customer avatar that you know extremely well that you are able to launch marketing campaigns, email marketing campaigns, and ultimately using social media platforms that are the right options for you. Look at your ROI, having an understanding of your return on investment. Are your campaigns actually making your money? What are your funnel systems like? How are you moving your customers through the story and ultimately getting them onto the other side where they made a purchase and they're happy? And then lastly, how are you communicating with your customers in a way that makes sense and is sensitive to their needs and their wants? Five is how do you create and maintain successful customer relations with strong customer service that is able to resolve disputes and ultimately you're able to give your customers a beautiful experience from start to finish. And lastly, fashion forecasting, understanding trends, being conscious of the world we live in and creating products that are relevant and that are going to enhance people's lives. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. Also on a side note, if you're interested in hopping on a one-on-one -on -one consultation call with me, I hold limited slots every single week. So if you're looking to learn more about how to start your own fashion brand, or if you're a brand that's looking to scale and you're facing some growing pains, check the link in the description. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fitbite. Until next week's episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitbite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.